What's going on? Welcome back to Let It Grow Investing. I am Jeff, and as always, thank you very much for stopping in with me today. We've, uh, as as normal, got lots of stuff to cover here on today's episode. We've got uh, some talks of recession, and we've got some talks of rising inflation. We've uh, we've got lots of different things going on out there. Uh, so ultimately, we're going to cover all that. We're going to get into some crypto news. We're going to get into some market news. And uh, we're going to try to figure out what to do next here in this uh, this ever-changing environment that we are faced with uh, currently. So, you know, last time uh, I did say that uh, we had, you know, a lot less volatility over the, the beginning of last week. And uh, of course, when I go ahead and say that, then uh, some news comes out and scares some people and the market sells off. You know, not any buyers were really coming to the rescue, at least not on a big scale. You know, there was some buying. Uh, I personally did some buying, but um, overall, it just was really limited out there, really scarce as to who was coming in to save the day. There really was none of that. So a lot of that was based on the uh, the CPI, the, the Consumer Price Index. Numbers had came out and they were, were looking... Uh, not so great. You know, the prices went up another uh, 8.6% over the last 12 months. And uh, let's see, the index for all items, less food and energy increased 0.6% in May. So up 6% over the year. Uh, so yeah, energy is that main driver right now. 34.6% up over the, the trailing 12 months. Food is up 10%. All items total was 8%. So food, energy were the were the big drivers. Uh, if you took out the food and energy, we were down at uh, 6%, which is still bad. Uh, we're, we're trying to get to that, uh, that 2% kind of inflation type number. And uh, all these numbers came in hot. So ultimately... Uh, a lot of that Target Walmart scare could have been some of uh, them just over ordering last year. And now they are left with a bunch of inventory that people don't want. And consumer demand is going down because everyone kind of thinks there's going to be a recession. So they're not trying to spend as much money and uh, or they're putting that money right into that that gas tank or, you know, their heating bills or food bills. And they're not going ahead and buying some of these items that uh you know, Walmart, Target, anyone else had purchased in, in order to sell to us as uh, last year, you know, it looked like we were buying anything we could get our hands on. And then in a lot of cases, people were buying stuff to just turn around and sell it on the secondary market to make money. Uh, we saw that in cars, we saw that in uh, a lot of different luxury items, you know, things like that. So that's kind of cooling off. So it could have just been this one-off occurrence where Walmart and Target just had way too much stuff. They were buying heavily because people, the demand was there. But now we're getting to that point where we've got demand destruction, but uh, that inflation's still high because of food and gas. You know, we're looking at that, and uh, we're really trying to figure out where we're going. Uh, so first off, I do want to say that a, re a recession and inflation are not the same thing. They are not the same at all. A recession is going to be that uh, that slowing GDP, gross domestic product, for two quarters. We already had one quarter that was down, uh, and I'm looking at uh, BEA.gov, and they're going to show uh, the Bureau of, what is it, ESTA, I forget the actual acronym, 
But uh, yeah, economic an analysis, that's what it is. So I'm looking at these numbers here and they're basically saying that, uh, well, you, you get a, a quarterly read from January to the end of March. You get that number in uh, April, you get the first read, then they adjust it in May. And you know when we got that May adjustment, well, first off, it was a negative 1.4. So the economy is slowing, the GDP is down. Uh, now, like I said, we need two quarters to say that we are fully in a recession. And you know we will get uh, the, the third update from the first quarter in uh, the end of June, I believe it was the 29th. And that will kind of let us know how bad it is. It did get bad on that second read as corporations and the government kind of compiles all the data from the first quarter. Uh, they do update it. So that first read is just the general, hey, this is what it's looking like. And then we kind of go from there, we fine tune it. And uh, as I said, that second read was a little bit lower. Now that's still an estimate. The third one is gonna be the final one but everyone really pays attention to the first one, okay? So we know that it's negative, that's a big problem. And then we are waiting for July 28th is going to be second quarter, which is gonna end in June. They will announce these numbers July 28th. So ultimately we will know July 28th if we are in a recession. And if that's the case, uh, I do think that we're going to have some more downside. There's going to be more people not uh, looking to invest, not looking to spend. I think people are going to really tighten down. So we really need to take a look at to what's going on there and ultimately what that means. But uh, I will say that consumer spending is responsible for about 70% of the GDP. So by us saying, oh man, we're going to end in, enter into a recession, um, that sometimes is kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy where we think it enough, we're not spending, we're not going out. People are cutting back on, you know, driving, things like that. Ultimately, companies aren't going to be making as much. So that GDP number is going to slow. So as I said, that uh, that rising uh, inflation makes us not want to spend as much money. And also the talks of all these recession uh, fears is really looming out there. And it's making people think, hey, I don't want to spend my money. I really want to save because things are about to get a lot worse. And then, you know, what do you know? Next thing we know, that GDP number coming out on the 28th of July could be uh, in, a, in a worse situation. We could have that, that full-blown recession that we are looking at. But as I said, recession, inflation, not the same. But uh, I will say that World Bank came out and they did announce that, uh, well, they had an alert that they are thinking that we could face a 70-style recession where you know inflation ran rampant and then uh, ultimately you know the fed chair uh volcker went ahead and raised the rates uh to basically slow that inflation he matched it interest rates were up to 14 percent because the uh inflation was at 13.8 so he went ahead and raised those rates ultimately it went to 20 percent, and they raised them again which then caused a recession. So we're, we're trying to avoid a lot of different things. We're working with a lot of the knowledge that we had from the 70s. Hopefully someone's paying attention to that and making these decisions. But uh, a big fear out there right now is stagflation. And we've talked about this before, but what is stagflation? It's a, it's a stagnant economy with rising inflation. You know, prices are going up and wage growth is going to be slowing. Unemployment's going to be up and that GDP is going to be coming down. So it's kind of a, a multi-headed thing coming together 
where you know the prices are still up, but uh, the the wages are not keeping up. And we saw that in the 70s also. I'm not old enough to really remember it uh, at all, but uh, looking back at history is going to kind of tell you where we were. So back in the 70s, uh, wage growth did go up, okay? Uh, Blue-collar workers were going up about uh, 8%. Now, that sounds great. That's more than it had ever been before. But then when you're looking at the inflation rates that are 14 to 20%, Yes, you're making a dollar more, but life is costing you uh, double that. Say it's two bucks more to to live. Okay, so it's it's a mismatch. It's going up, but it's not enough. So we still are in that stagnant place where you're making a little bit more to survive, but you're really never getting ahead. And uh, that's the fear out there right now is that we're going to have these high interest rates and ultimately still uh, high inflation. So it's really going to be that that hard path to get ahead. Uh, you know, but we did learn things from the 70s. We we learned to avoid the pricing controls. We learned not to do the government subsidies where basically the companies are going to make whatever. And then the uh, the government's going to buy it up if uh, if no one else does. So we learned that. And uh, we're also don't want to uh, we really want to avoid export bans. We don't want to, you know, shut down global trade, things like that. Uh, so there's a couple different things what we can do to try to avoid it. Also, the dollar is in a much better place than where it was in the 70s. It's much stronger, and uh, that gives us some buying power on imported goods, things like that. So it is a bit different, in my opinion. Uh, as I said, I, I can't compare exactly the two situations because I'm uh, simply just not old enough to really recall anything about the 70s. And uh, I know the interest rates were out of this world. And uh, ultimately, interest rates about mid fives on uh, a 30 year note on a mortgage is, you know, lower than normal, but much higher than we've seen in recent years. So we're looking at all that information. We're trying to compile. What do we do here? Do we wait for this July 28th news to buy? Uh, Are we, you know, just, you know, trying to dabble through the market? And still for me, I am looking to dollar cost average. I've said it before. I will say it again. Uh, I sometimes I'm on repeat because I, I feel very strongly in these uh, these these theories of mine and, and a way to build long term wealth. I still have you know a long time until I'm in a place where I have to retire or live off of this money. And ultimately, I want to buy through weakness. If it gets weaker, I want to be able to buy that weakness too. So I am currently looking to build my cash position a little bit more than normal. Okay, I'm not looking to go out and, uh, you know, do a bunch of lavish things. I'm trying to live within my means, but know that I can tuck more money away and maybe buy a little bit less in the dollar cost averaging right now. Uh, but if you're looking to buy, uh, you know, you can look at the uh, the S and P 500 indexes and ultimately try to build these positions as things are going down. Um, you know, so normally uh, I'd like to have five eh, percent of cash on hand. I'm trying to bump that up maybe to about ten percent to where I can uh, deploy that capital as I see fit going through some of these downturns. I do think that things could uh, could trend back down to some of these lows, especially with some of the numbers coming out. But uh, we're we're really waiting to see what these numbers at the end of July are going to say. 
and then where we go from there. But uh, in the meantime, I still will be buying. I kind of touched on that earlier that uh, I did have some limit orders that were open that uh, I actually did go ahead and actually lowered them more on Friday after uh, some of the selling on Thursday and then looking at futures Friday morning. I like to take a look at that and then know if my uh, limit orders are going to hit. And uh, ultimately, I did lower them, but uh, it, my phone was going nuts about 9.35 that all of them were triggering. And uh, I mean, I probably could have bumped them down a little bit more. But that being said, I did buy some more uh, City, bought Altria, bought Qualcomm, NVIDIA, a couple more shares of Palantir, CrowdStrike, uh, Google, did go ahead and get some more Google. And uh, that one, I'm fairly happy with the price. We'll see where that one goes. But uh, yeah, earlier in the week, uh, Meta, Starbucks, JP Morgan, PayPal, and uh, you know, just trying to really build uh, some dividend payers, some some growth stocks, uh, some some uh, web security things like that. Uh, I'm really trying to attack it on all fronts. Is there going to be safer ways to play it? Sure, you know, you can really go to those uh, blue chip dividend payers if you're really looking for safety. Uh, do I think Palantir is going to turn around, you know, right immediately? No, that's still a long-term play for me. So I'll continue to buy on the weakness and uh, try to build out these positions. That's really what I'm looking to do. But uh, if you got thoughts on what's going on in the uh, market, feel free to send them my way, either through the uh, uh, podcast or if you want to go over to Let It Grow Investing and share some different uh, thoughts on the group with the group. I definitely like building that community of like-minded investors so we can share different things in real time as they're happening and uh, ultimately, hopefully, get the jump on some of the, the market news that's out there so we can all be a little bit uh, better off. And uh, with that being said, I'm going to take a quick break. I will come back and uh, we're going to talk about uh, some other things, other trends that I'm seeing right now and ultimately what we're going to be doing for uh, week 25 of the investing challenge where I am putting in $200 a week trying to uh, take polls from the group and then ultimately buying that stock on the, the following Monday. And uh, for week 24, uh, we are looking at Starbucks, Mercado Libre, C Limited, Disney and Nike. I will come back and we will talk more uh, in a brief second. So stick around. All right, we are back here. So um, well, before we get into it, if you could go ahead and give a like, uh, subscribe and share the podcast, I would greatly appreciate that. If you would, uh, also be so kind to, uh, uh, invite some friends over to the Let It Grow Investing page on Facebook, that would, uh, also help build that community as well. Uh, if you're really feeling extra gracious and this podcast is bringing you a lot of, uh, value, if you want to donate to the podcast, you can do that at anchor.fm slash let it grow, where you can contribute for as little as 99 cents a month. Uh, but with that being said, let's uh, let's go ahead and get back into what's going on out there. So I did forget to say the, uh, the reasons the World Bank pointed out uh, why we might be seeing this recession. Uh, a lot of reasons we already already know or you could probably guess. Uh, persistent supply side disruption and uh, you know specifically in uh, in shipping and getting materials from A to B and final products into the market that is certainly a, a problem. We also have uh, the GDP being fueled by uh, cheap rates uh, from last year which uh, ultimately meant that people were borrowing cheap 
They spent up all that money, meaning inflation last year ran up really high. And, um, you know, now those numbers are dropping off a cliff. So uh, people are borrowing less, they're spending less, and ultimately that uh, uh, is hurting the GDP. We're having that big swing from big positive numbers off of cheap money to now less borrowing and less spending on re recession fears and also uh, those rising rates. Uh, and then, you know, we got uh, Powell raising the rates to slow the inflation, which is uh, ultimately a good thing. But, um, you know, the de developing nations, third world nations are pretty much used to looking for the uh, the U.S. dollar uh, to do business with. And that is uh, it's hurting them also as uh, rates are up and as the dollar is so strong, it's kind of ripple effect throughout the world. And uh, for those different reasons, the uh, the World Bank still thinks that there is a, a greater risk of a recession. And uh, also, I wanted to point out that uh, with the uh, the CPI numbers coming in so hot, that uh, there's a lot of talks of a 75 point uh, or basis point hike as far as what the uh, inflation rate is next. Some people are calling for a full point. Uh, we'll ultimately see what's going to happen there. Uh, I do think they need to get this done, rip the Band-Aid off and get the job done. And then we can finally move forward as uh, as these inflation numbers start coming back down to earth. I think they've just been doing, you know, trying to chip away at it. But uh, I, I think we're just trying to, you know, I think everyone wants to just rip the Band-Aid off and get the get the work done. So that's uh, that's what I got there. And then, uh, you know, I'm looking at Ethereum. Oh, man, Ethereum has been falling pretty bad since uh, what was it about April? And it's underperforming Bitcoin. It's it's fallen sub sixteen hundred. We had those uh, uh, support levels, upper sixteens, low seventeen hundreds. We blew through that on there. The Ethereum network is looking to go from proof of work to proof of stake, and uh, ultimately they're trying to build a better Ethereum, better network, cheaper uh, to operate on, going to be faster. Uh, a lot less energy usage, a, a lot of different upgrades. But uh, they, they went ahead and tested this, and uh, ultimately, they're they're not too sure if uh, if it's going to work or it's going to be implemented as fast as what people thought. Uh, I know it was supposed to be happening, you know, early summer, and now there's some people saying it could be uh, later this year, even early next year. So you know, Ethereum has been trading down as well as any uh, risk on asset stocks included. All of them have been beat up. Uh, and that being said, uh, Ethereum's down about fifty-one percent uh, year to date. Bitcoin's down about thirty-six percent year to date. But uh, when you look at some of the other stocks out there, especially growth stocks, I mean that doesn't even seem that hateful, especially after the the record run that Ethereum and Bitcoin had been on. Uh, as I said earlier, I'm looking to dollar cost average. Bitcoin and Ethereum are no uh, outlier from that for me. They're ones that I will continue to buy, especially in the weakness. I'm looking for long-term gains. I do think that there will be a lot of different projects that are going to continue to be built on these uh, platforms. I know it's not for everyone, but uh, it is a, a speculative thing. But uh, for me, I don't want to not own it and lose out on a lot of these uh, these different gains that I do think will uh, will be there in time. It is a uh, a long road, but uh, it has been you know doing well for me. I'm still invested, and I will continue to buy into these uh, these different names. But uh, with that being said, I'm looking uh, at the week 24 results from the uh, investing challenge over there on Let It Grow Investing where we've got uh, five names uh, that I alluded to earlier, and those names are Starbucks, Mercado Libre, 
C Limited, Disney, and Nike. And uh, the group has spoken, and I will be buying $200 worth of Starbucks stock tomorrow. I do think that uh, this one has a lot of room to run. You know, we've got uh, the, the Shanghai stores. About 600 of the stores are opening back up. Granted, last I checked, it was still just mobile ordering. I don't think they have been approved for in-store dining. Um, but, um, you know, being that uh, the Shanghai market has the most amount of Starbucks stores in the world, I believe there's 940 stores in Shanghai, and 600 of them are being opened back up. Uh, that's definitely going to help. And uh, hopefully the uh, the recession talks don't pe scare people away from going to get their coffee. Uh, but with the PE of 21, a dividend of about two and a half percent, and uh, you know about I think it was about 25 percent of uh, implied upside. Yeah, 25.61 percent of implied upside from uh, 22 ranked analysts, and current price is 75. Uh, the the price target is going to be 95 dollars on this stock right now. Uh, so that being said, I will be buying that on Webull. If you need a link to get started, that is in the description as well. And uh, this week, for week 25, we've got uh, five different stocks, as we always do. I try to give people a different option. And uh, I'm trying to really spread this one out this week. So I've got uh, some healthcare. I've got a, a food stock that's reporting this week. Uh, credit card company. We've got a, uh, a web security company. And then just the overall tech play. So a little bit of something in there for everyone, and I'll, I'll go ahead and get right into those. The first one for this week is going to be United Health. Uh, ticker is UNH, uh, healthcare insurance company, and uh, one that has been in my portfolio for quite some time. PE on this one is 26.79%, small dividend of 1.3%, and uh, one that I, I don't think anyone is getting out of, out of their uh, insurance simply because of uh, you know, prices going up in the world. Uh, I think a lot of it's going to be, you know, people are employed, they get uh, this insurance through their employer. Hopefully we can keep that unemployment rate low, which is going to ultimately help United Health. But um, I think it's a safer stock to have. I, I, it's one that's weathered uh, a lot of storms for me and uh, one that I continue to try to add to uh, when I got some extra cash and nothing's... Uh, you know, shining a little bit brighter than United Health. So I add to it on occasion, but uh, it's always, you know, running pretty hot. So one that I, I don't generally add to much, but uh, I put in an early chunk and it's it's run pretty well for me. So uh, currently sitting at $484. This one is got a 21% of upside for a average price target of 588. So about $100 of upside uh, from this starting point. And uh, ultimately, one that I think could uh, could serve us well and uh, and help weather some recession fears. Now, the second one is going to be that uh, that web security type play, uh, and that one is going to be one that uh, runs on Amazon Web Services. And that one is, or this stock is going to be Okta. Ticker is also Okta. O K T A. Um, and they're going to be one that's going to do a little bit of everything in, in cloud security. Uh, and they are, I'm just reading the company overview here on E-Trade. Uh, Okta's identity cloud it is independent and neutral cloud-based identity solution allows customers to integrate 
with nearly any application service or cloud that they choose through a secure platform and cloud infrastructure. Uh, it's used as a central system for an organization's connectivity, access, authentication, and identity lifecycle management needs spanning all of its users. So basically, they're going to keep a lot of people safe through uh, multi-point uh, uh, authentication, make sure that everyone is in the right spot, uh, that there's a lot less breaches, and uh, a lot of different companies kind of lean on Okta for uh, that security. Uh, a couple companies, LinkedIn, uh, Groupon, Travel Perk, uh, HubSpot. Uh, I know they got some, some government contracts, and let me see who that one's with. Um, that one's not popping up, but I know they just got some government contracts and they're looking to uh, uh, expand that side of the business as well. So that one is one that I do think is going to do well going forward. There's always going to be the bad guys out there trying to hack a, uh, a different company every day. And this one is going to definitely help that. Uh, so then moving forward, the food play, the one that is reporting this week is going to be Kroger. Uh, so that ticker is KR. And uh, one that, uh, you know, if that food inflation trend keeps going, you know, people need to eat. And uh, I do think that Kroger is going to be a safer stock if you're looking for safety. I do think that is going to be a good way to go about getting that, especially right now with rising costs. Yes, they have rising costs as well, but uh, hopefully they can pass those costs along to their uh, customers. And uh, hopefully it hits the bottom line some of these uh, these price increases for Kroger. Uh, currently a PE of 23, small dividend of 1.67%, uh, very low beta, 0.2. So less risky than other uh, companies in the S&P. 11.8% uh, of upside, current price of 51, average price target of 57.14. So smaller upside, smaller dividend, but you get a lot of safety. So it's kind of a, a balancing act here as to what we're looking at. Uh, number four is going to be MasterCard. Ticker is MA. And uh, my thought here was, you know, if uh, people aren't going to be able to afford things, uh, you know, a lot of people are going to lean onto their credit and uh, use those credit cards to buy things like, you know, groceries or oil or uh, gas, things like that. Uh, so, MasterCard is going to be that pass-through ticket booth or toll booth type company that's going to collect a little bit of a percentage off of every time people are swiping that card. And as uh, people are spending more money on everything, uh, those percentages are going to add up to more on MasterCard's bottom line. And typically, the uh, the white-collar worker isn't seeing the, uh, the increase in uh, wages that it, the blue-collar side is. So hopefully their um, their labor side is a little bit more intact. I'm granted, yes, there's raises, but it's not the the big jumps that some of the the, the blue collar side is seeing right now. Uh, so I'm thinking that one could be a good play going forward, also. And uh, currently we've got a a price point of three thirty five, we'll call it, and PE of thirty six, and beta one point one. So it's slightly bit riskier than uh, the average in the S and P. Uh, half a percent of a dividend 0.56. And then when we flip over to the analyst research side, uh, they have a 29% upside for an average price target of $431. So, you know, about a hundred uh, bucks higher than where we are today. 
And uh, one, you know, I, I, as I said, I think it's more growth side, but uh, you're still going to get uh, a little bit of safety out of it just because I think people aren't shying away from credit right now. If they got to pay to live, uh, a lot of people are going to lean on that credit uh, going through some some good or bad times. So it's one that uh, should weather the storm pretty well, in my opinion. Uh, the last one that I wanted to look at this week is a uh, a large cap tech play that I think has just fallen too far. And I, I think the, uh, the analysts agree with me. Uh, this one is going to be Microsoft, ticker MSFT. Uh, so... You know, Microsoft has got a lot of different verticals, a lot of ways to make money, and uh, they are just a a powerhouse of a company that uh, has traded down too much, in my opinion. So we look at uh, the doesn't really matter where they're coming from, but I'm looking at the highs as to where they were. Uh, they were at three hundred and forty nine dollars. We're currently trading at two fifty two. Uh, I'm sure if I look at the uh, the RSI and see if this one's oversold, I would imagine that it is. I haven't looked at that, but uh, price to earnings on this is 27.6. We've got about 1% of dividend. A lot of different ways for Microsoft to make money. Sure, one side of the business might be slowing. Uh, I've heard some talks that gaming is going to be slowing a little bit uh, with interviews from uh, Best Buy CEO. I can't remember the name, but uh, a lot of different people saying, you know, even AMD kind of acknowledged that uh, gaming might slow. But uh, they have some other verticals that they're going to lean on to get more uh, more business. Uh, so when I'm looking at Microsoft, the, the thing that st stood out to me right now is there's about a 40% of uh, upside from 24 ranked analysts. Uh, basically saying that this one has about $100 uh, of upside from where it's sitting at 252 which 40% on, on Microsoft is rare i mean that's uh it's normally priced to perfection i do think that this one is sold down too much and uh like i said a lot of different businesses a lot of different verticals a lot of ways for them to make more money and i think they will they got a lot of uh big companies that they do business with that i don't think you know if they're on windows they're not just dumping all their windows they're gonna pay to upgrade they're gonna keep their systems new and, uh, you know, nice and secure, all that fun stuff we talked about with Okta. Uh, but then, you know, you also got uh, the Xbox business and things like that that are in cloud and things like that that are really going to drive this business forward. So I do think that it is one that uh, has sold off too much with uh, some of the other tech names and uh, could be one that should weather the storm pretty well, uh, in my opinion. So those are the five I got for you guys this week. Uh, United Health, UNH, Okta, OKTA, Kroger, KR, MasterCard, MA, Microsoft, MSFT. So please go over there to Let It Grow Investing on Facebook. Uh, join the group. I, I kept it private because we've had a lot of different uh, scammers and spammers trying to get in the group and promote uh, whoever their trading coach is or this, that, the other, or just kind of spamming the group with a bunch of articles that really don't uh, make any sense so i wanted to keep it uh invite or you know approval only so not just everyone hops in and starts posting a bunch of garbage so that being said uh get over there uh if you're not in the group go ahead and join i'll uh, make sure that uh, i let you in and uh, we will go from there as uh to what we're going to be voting on for week 25 but uh as i said i will be buying starbucks 
tomorrow uh, on Monday around lunchtime. I like to let the market cool off in the morning and uh, let some of that volatility, volatility shake itself out. So then I will be uh, adding around lunchtime. I got a reminder in my phone every uh, Monday for about 12 o'clock. And uh, that's when I look to buy. So get over there, get your votes in. But uh, with that being said, thank you guys very much for stopping by. Uh, and make sure to uh, subscribe and uh, share the podcast so you don't miss another episode. But uh, take care, have a great week, and try to be safe out there with all this craziness going on out there in the market. Thank you for stopping by here on Let It Grow Investing. Please make sure to like, subscribe, and share to build a community of like-minded investors. If you do have questions for me or for the group, you can find us over there on Let It Grow Investing Podcast on Facebook. This is not professional financial advice. I am not a professional financial advisor. Please make sure to do all your own research before investing in any security. I do have links in the description to help get you started on E-Trade, Webull, Crypto.com, and Binance. And a friendly reminder that a goal without a plan is just a dream. So go ahead and build your plan, uh, design your portfolio, and stick to it. Thanks for stopping by. I will catch you guys in the next one.